word why. What a curious word. The kind of word that can make us cringe, feel defensive, or even distant. But you know, sometimes why is the key. A key that can unlock so much to our lives. Join me as we explore the why with fascinating contributors to the world. Those that entertain us, inform us, teach us about life, and if we're lucky, inspire the next in all of us. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger, and welcome to Headroom, a production of Rainlight and co-produced by Old Soul. Let's go. Musa Sen, it's such a pleasure to be here. Uh, I want to provide the audience with some context of where we are. Right? We are north of Tabacunda, um, in what I would say would be more of a remote region of, of Senegal. Could you talk a little bit about where we are sitting, what Thread is? And I know you've been here since the beginning when it opened in 2015. Talk a little bit about where we are sitting uh, for those at home. We are sitting here at Thread, an artist residency and cultural center set up by the, the Albus Foundation and La Corsa and which was inaugurated in March 2015. And the village where it's built is called Sinchan. Sinchan is part of the local district of Misira, which is in the department of Tambacuda, region of Tambacuda, to give more information. And so we are sitting, and hopefully the audience can see this, because it's very important, the architecture, right? The way that the structure is built. It is, if you and I are walking right now out into the, into the sun, incredibly hot today, but yet we are here and it is, there's a pleasant breeze. Right? It, is, it is quite pleasant where we're sitting. Talk a little bit about the, the role of the buildings and the structures here at Thread. There was an intentional, purposeful way in which it was built? It was intentional. Thread is considered since the very beginning as an ecological architecture. You can see everything in the word ecological because Toshiko Mori, who designed the architecture with Japanese American, visited the area many times and it's on the basis of her experience that she designed this so that in a weather like this where it's really hot the southeast of Senegal you can have at least something which can make somehow the difference something innovative and there's a rhythm to it, it feels like music. There's a flow, like the airflow, the energy. Is that, I would imagine that is part of the design. Exactly. And I would say I heard Toshiko or one of her assistants talking about it many times. I'm not knowledgeable in architecture, but it's exactly the way you've described it that they would say it how the design is kind of making 
the air around and get easily out and make totally the difference between the, for those who are sitting under the roof of threads and those who may be at another place. But all of that is linked to the materials that you can see, the bamboo, the such, it's already a such roof, which is really making the environment cool. In addition, now to the architecture, which is a little bit other threads, which is making That's the air, right. yes. Yeah. And it embodies the, the exactly, name. Exactly, it embodies the name. Let's talk a little bit about the cultural change or shift when thread maybe was even being built, but obviously now when it's completed. Well, I've had the, the great experience of traveling, and we traveled earlier today to another region uh, not far away. We crossed the Gambia River. That buildings, dwellings, homes are built for function and design this is just feels very different culturally yeah can you talk about the local response to seeing buildings that of course are functional but are allowed to be built with different materials um, or in different ways it's like a different painting yes because in terms of functions, as you said, you could see that compared to what you will see in the surrounding, in the village or where we were this morning, the materials are the same. But the design is what is changing everything. Also, I would say how big, for example, the structure is. You can see that mostly like the huts here, people make them very simple and small. But if you look at threads to compare it with the hats that you see, this is bigger. And being from Senegal, knowing these kind of constructions, you can see that you can feel the innovation. I insist on the word innovation because on the basis of this, someone can see that you can do something big with, with a such roof or with just such. You can do something big with the materials such as bamboo that you don't find everywhere. And people are using them. But coming to thread, you can see that it's used a in a different way, which is just um, enriching, I would say, for it those who are the, here. It opens the mind, I would think. Exactly. It's... Um, it's always important it opens mind because whenever you see wherever you can be whenever you see something different i, I think that's a plus for for you so when we went so we went to Foss when we crossed the gambia river and we had the opportunity to interview the the head of the medical center popchov and what struck me was he's been here 11 years that prior to the medical center and the work of La Corsa and, and other uh, participants and organizations, the general practice was that a, a village like Foss or, or, or other villages around would not have, let's say, formal medicine or healthcare or education as we might understand it today. Do you, do you see the impact of thread mirroring to some degree 
the creative side with the healthcare and the education? It feels like they, they swim in the same direction. Um, yes, um, the place we visited even this morning, this place have a lot of things coming or many things to together. And what Shred is doing here can be, I wouldn't say value added, I would frame it another way, just in saying that anyone in the area can see the contribution of Shred in the area in terms of education health, environment, and many other things. When I talk about education, talk about health, talk about environment, those are broad words, or even you could consider them as thematics. But I would just, for example, get more in deep into like the environmental side. When I say environment, I would just take the example of one project, a beekeeping project where our role here as an organization sitting at being at thread using it as somehow the, our headquarters in the area was to work with the populations in bringing modern techniques like instead of burning the bees which is destroying the environment creating firebush bushes we tried to find lozies and then find those other techniques and other materials that allow us whenever you have a beekeeping site to go there, collect your honey without killing or burning one bee and then bringing a type of honey that has all the requirements that honey can have because you don't burn, you don't create fire bushes, and then also you use other techniques that can allow you clearly even to filter your honey and so on so as to have a really good grade honey. All of that to just say that this is what thread is what thread brought here somehow and that's why some people would even frame thread as a herb for agriculture and many other things put even the beekeeping work that I was talking about in the big world of agriculture if you want and then I would just be in the same agricultural domain and name the gardens we visited one this morning we have three others here in an area where we don't say that people want not gardening, but you wouldn't see like really a continuous garden since we've been here with Fred since 2015. It's not easy to measure impacts, but at least what you can measure here is that any time of the year you go in the gardens, you will find fresh vegetables. And that's the population using, them, eating them, selling them, and then providing or generating income through that. And then we are still, we are also working with them in trying to develop their organizations so that they can even save some of the money that they generate from that and then be able to use it for something else. When I say something else, it can be having your money, 
and spend it for your kids' education, spend it for health rhythm, spend it in many other things. Exactly. And that environment, that agriculture, but health also. There is a medical center right um, next to us, which is a great partner because Fred even is considered as something which is co-founded by Nicholas Foxweber and Dr. Mageba, a physician. That's because of partnership. Collaboration. Collaboration. And the organization, La Corsa, is really doing its best to provide many things that they need in the medical center. But let's talk, uh, Musa, about impact. I'm glad you, 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 you briefly touched on the difficulty in measuring impact. When, you, when, when this opened in 2015, I'm going to guess that you had thoughts. I think we all would have if we start something new we maybe make assumptions about how we will measure success as that project grows. What has surprised you since 2015 about the things that you thought might occur or result by Thread being here? How have you measured that success? How do you understand success? What is your relationship with success? I would say, I would use the word ownership. Ownership. Ownership, because we've set up many projects and you've seen yourself this morning that we were in a garden where you found only women walking. They know how to water. They know how to prepare the land to sow. They know how to do many gardening activities. That's ownership, because in the beginning, we've been discussing what we want to do, what will be the results, how important it will be for them. It's not easy. Some people will believe that and other people will just say it won't work. And you keep going, keep working until those people who were kind of not, for example, convinced in the beginning can see the results. And even some people who are not part of it, who wants to be become part of it. And what I would like just to say while pronouncing that word of ownership is the fact that anywhere in the projects where we are working, we started, but if you go, you will find people working on their own. And then we have like our programming, which uh, will allow, for example, the agricultural technician to go once a week to fast or once a week to Jellico, twice a week in another place, because he knows that he set up a good, for example, you have a good program, which uh, that allows people to know what to do, which is, yeah, we are working towards, you've named rightly the word, we are working towards sustainability. And if you don't feel the sense of ownership. Headroom is produced by Old Soul a one-stop marketing agency that understands the power of brand and nuance. Reach out to my guy, Matt, at Old Soul and supercharge your brand and content strategy. That's Old Soul. Shoot Matt a note at aoldsoul.com. That's A-O-L-D-S-O-U-L.com. And now, back to our guest. 
as far as I'm concerned, I think that you cannot talk about sustainability if you can't see that what you're working um, on is being owned by the partners or the people you could call the beneficiaries. That's the word that many organizations would use. But I think we consider them as, um, as partners. And success, as you named it in the very beginning, there are certain things that we don't measure ourselves, but that, that other people independently measure. And I will talk about education. When we give like school supplies to the kids in primary schools here, when we give those school supplies, you have teachers and you have like people dedicated to education, education experts who are based in the region. And you know, in any project, you need many resources. If we consider education as a project, you need the teachers, you need, for example, in a simple way, um, school supplies. This is what we are doing. In the beginning of each year, we've noticed that many schools wouldn't have all their kids or wouldn't start teaching correctly in the very beginning because most of the kids couldn't buy those school supplies for many reasons. Their parents depends on agriculture or many other things, for example, to buy those school supplies. Those who depends on agriculture, when you open school in October in Senegal and that you know that you will harvest in November, that means you don't have the means to, to do that if you didn't plan for that. So as an organization, we are trying to buy school supplies for more than 14 schools here to allow them to start teaching on time. And the feedback we have coming mostly from official documents is that we have good rates of success. Like where, for example, during exam, you would have like 50%. Some cool, certain schools will come back and just tell you that we are having 80% now. And I know, yes, and I know schools where the directors will tell me and send the papers and myself can see that where you have like 100% um, passing. Yes. Success. Success for those who are sitting for exams. And what they will say is, this is thanks to the school supplies that you're giving to us th that allows us, for example, to start our teaching the very first day of school opening. So, so what is that like? Take me inside when you get that phone call or you, re you, or you receive paperwork that shows that. Is there, is there a private moment with yourself that you celebrate? How do you, how do you take that information in? and allow it to grow inside of you? I mean, you definitely, there is a sense of somehow satisfaction, I would say. Why somehow satisfaction? Because I mentioned many domains, health, education, and so on. And you know how things are interdependent. That's just one part of the puzzle. And so you're, you're, even though you're seeing or hearing about success in one domain, you're also aware or cognizant that these other domains need addressing. 
Exactly. So it's not a time maybe of celebration. It's not, but it's very good information to share with colleagues and supporters so that they know that we are on the good track and we just need to keep going and better do what we are trying to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're going down this, this path. So in the Western world, or I'll speak specifically about my home country, the United States, we communicate success. Uh, oftentimes we, we boast, we are very loud about our success. We call it marketing, we call it branding, we call it many names, but we, we pound our fist and let people know that we've succeeded. And yet my time in Senegal, I sense a gentleness from the people and a humility that provides, I would say, healthy caution. And you, to your point about these multiple domains, it's, yes, this might be a success in this one domain, but it does not mean that you are going to speak to that at the sacrifice of the other domains. So my question is, how do you communicate that success amongst villages or communities so that the pride grows and the participation grows without too much? Yeah, we, that's where it's important. Communicate it to the populations because I've been talking about ownership so that there is more, you know, because when you collaborate with people, when people accept you, it's more easy to work with them and that facilitates reaching the results together. And we do stress, for example, put, for example, um, a finger on those, on those results. Yes. So as to show them that if we try to do the same in other, in other domains, we can achieve great things. But, um, it's a whole thing. It's about the people we work with here, the partners or beneficiaries, but it's also about the organization, which is really a very, I would say, a global organization, because as you know, of course, you can find member stuff in Europe, in the US, here in Africa, and so on. I'm working for Lacorsa, which means all that we have here as a result is good for other people to know it because um, it's a whole chain. You're part of a global community. Exactly. We are here working on the gardens, trying to communicate results, which is good, but other people are there in the US or somewhere else in the world raising funds. And even for the success, celebrating success that you've been talking about, it, it depends. You just celebrate that success, the right places where it needs to be, to do marketing, as you said, or to brand, and we do need that, and we do that where we have to do that, and then just um, convey the right message here, where we need to do more, to improve many domains at the same time, or to be humble, again, contribute in helping improve many I want to, many I want to talk about the world the word uh, Musa I want to talk about the word responsibility I'm endlessly fascinated with leaders or people who lead projects or schools hospitals 
um, and the sense of responsibility that they feel to the larger mission. And in your case, you talked about La Corsa being in different parts of the world, right, in different projects going on. How do you think about the responsibility that you have to be a good steward of thread in the larger tapestry that is La Corsa? I take that responsibility in a humble way, excuse me for repeating that word many times, but that's true to me. I consider that it could be any other one from the team. I'm here, but I'm working with the team even. I, you I can see... I can even sense your uncomfortableness with talking about it because of when you said that is you, yeah. that is the essence of you. I can, I can feel that sitting here with you, that uh, yeah. you want to uh, honor the position that you're in because it represents the whole team. Yes. But you don't want to step forward into the light because that would cast a shadow. Some, yes, and that's true. But still, as a team, yeah. we are trying to do what we have to do because someone provided food. She's a She's out of the radars. She's the cook. The guard is there, making sure everything is okay with security and so on. And that's what I tell to all those who I can consider as my staff here. That's it's a team. It's about it's a team. I don't need to develop on that. It's complementarity, and each of us has to deliver. Otherwise, we will feel that. But we can at least see that this is thread receiving artists from all over the world. And you know, artists with success already, artists who are yearning for success, artists other to make it simple and coming from different backgrounds, coming from different cultures. And then we are all trying to do what we are supposed to do, which means trying to facilitate their work so that they go back happy from here. And so far, I always say, you can't force anyone to tell what he doesn't want to say, but we receive good feedback. Anyone who say, I'm satisfied when you're not, I always say, it's your problem. It's <laughs> you saying what you're not you, supposed to say. Oh, that's what I say. That's a you problem. <laughs> exactly. But that is just to say that so far the feedback is so far the feedback is good, mm -hmm. and I can say that because um, the artists who are coming here, I have other colleagues who are interacting with them before they come, and they will report to those people. They can send you a very nice, for example, um, message saying I was satisfied, but if they say something different to someone else, you will end up knowing that. And again, for that we work as a team and really trying to do what Thread is here for, a platform to help the artist. Because when you're coming here, of course I will send a driver all the way to the airport from Tambacunda to meet you, drive you here. When you're going back, drive you back. And you have people cooking for you here so that you can concentrate and work and nothing is asked to those residents when they are 
going back. You have 100 paintings, you're not asked to leave one here. You just take everything with you. So that means thread is here to help the artist to contribute in the fact that artists can thrive. So as the staff, which is here at Thread, we have to be conscious of that to be better, um, to be in a position of better helping. Is it fair to say that you are thriving here at Thread? I would say yes, because I'm, um, you know, you have, it's always challenging any kind of work, because even if we are saying this, I would still prefer that things work better. Personally, personally, I'm never satisfied of what I'm doing, which means you can't just oh, glorify. We're just trying to do what we think we can do and trying to see how we can improve what we are doing every every day. But yes, this is an this is a place where we are doing many many things that can make someone thrive. Honestly, when you go and be with beekeepers, you go and see women and work with them, and then you know you meet like artists coming from everywhere. Sometimes it's as if you're having like. A, university master class here from like residents who can come from kenya or california or yes. i would say you see it's a it's a little wall where you can which it's, is very teaching it's a thriving ecosystem exactly that's the word what is the I, i've been asking this of people that i've spoken with here in senegal but is there a uh is there a message? Is there a uh, is there something that we can all learn from the success of Thread to this point? What's the moral of the story? The fact that we get out of the beaten tracks. This is an an artist residency and cultural center. Someone could close it. Thread is not a place for the others it's a place for everybody including the people here in the village no one looks at thread as a place where you don't have the right to go and then this is a day maybe you didn't see many kids here but if you check you could see that i'm sure yeah that's a phone being charged there it doesn't belong to the team it belongs to people from the village that's a library which is open anyone can come and see what's happening there next to that i think that's the organization which had the good idea of starting with gardening now you can no longer use certain spot but as you can see here where you have the coconut tree and then over there where you have like the lemon tree all those spots were being used for gardening right after the inauguration in March 2015 with at least 200 women from the village that were being shown modern gardening techniques and many other things. So, I mean, we are trying to make an integration between art and culture and agriculture 
and education and beekeeping and many other things. We've tried to put many things together and that's the idea of thread as an ecological uh, building. I told you, you can see the basins here. The basins are collecting all the water, the rainwater from the rainy season and the rainwater in the beginning we would and until now either you put it in the flowers which is good for the house or you put it in the garden over there. We are using it anyway. This is some water that we use either for gardening or to water trees inside or to just for example water the flowers that are inside thread. I think it's a fantastic example in a world where we are keen on separating our differences or identifying our differences. Thread is a is an incredible uh, backdrop to what equity truly can be when we think about equitable access and and an truly an open door flow of energy and relationship right shared purpose yes and i like that the word equitable access that you've mentioned when from here you can go and then produce honey you can go and then produce vegetables from here you can go or you can come and see books from the library and learn something and interact with artists interact with artists and then artists having also a whole ecosystem from where they can get in prayer because many artists has uh, had worked in the gardens for example for the whole period they've been here some people arrived here and were interested in orienting their work in the beekeeping project over there. Some people did come here and worked with the kids from the schools. We are supporting with school supplies and so on. So you can see how like sometimes that questions keeps on coming. How do you put together art, culture, agriculture, and so on and so forth. And I think... You just do. It's possible, I would say. We're doing and I think it's possible. Thanks for taking the plunge into Headroom, where we uncover the why behind the what and who impacting our lives. Headroom is a production of Rainlight and co-produced by our friends at Old Soul. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger, and this is Headroom. Headroom.